Good morning. Today, the gospel is about the Beatitudes, but the Beatitudes begin, if you go to the first reading, if you will, by the Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 5. That first line, the first reading is going to set us up. Jeremiah chapter 16, uh, 17, where am I at? Chapter 16, 17, verse 5, oh dear. Page 821, for those of you who have few Bibles. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Cursed are those who try to live for the world or seeks all their stuff in the world. And that's what exactly is happening when we get to the Beatitudes. Now, the Beatitudes, of course, another way to say them is be happy attitudes. You want to be happy, this is the way it is. It's not the way the world says. The world likes to tell us, have lots of money, have lots of power, do it your way, uh, get it all now, and you'll be happy. Jesus says, nope, turn that upside down. You've got to be a person who lives not for this world, but for the next, who counts not on human beings, but counts upon the Lord. And so here he starts off. Now, of course, Matthew is different than Luke's account of the Gospels. Huh? Matthew, when he does the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Matthew, you'll see, and if you ever read Matthew's Gospel, doesn't talk a lot about poverty. That's not his thing. Luke loves to talk about poverty. That was his thing. And he changes, Jesus said in Matthew, blessed are the poor in spirit, Luke says, no, 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 what he said is, blessed are you poor. I mean, just be poor. Big thing if you look at the difference between the two Gospels. So blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are weeping, for you shall laugh. You know, again, who wants to call someone blessed who are poor? Yeah, right, I'm really blessed, Father, if I'm poor. Have you ever met a really poor person, someone who's not in America? You know, sometimes here poor people want everything. These poor people we call poor people, you know, they eat every day, they got VCRs, they got uh, everything else, they got it all. Have you ever met someone who's really poor, you know, in a third world country? I mean, they don't even know if they're going to have dinner tomorrow or today. Poor? Huh? There's no one that has to starve in America, here anyway, in Erie. You know, there's places got we got lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast every day, every play here. We are very good in reaching out. In is the Erie, Pennsylvania, the Benedictine sisters are extremely good at that. So, but we might have ever experienced that. But when Jesus is talking about poor, he's talking about someone who doesn't know where their day food is coming. So what do they know? They know they need to depend on God for that. Matthew could say the same thing. He would say, blessed are the poor in spirit, because what they know is I can't even take my next breath without God today. So, to even breathe, i got to be poor knowing that I depend fully upon God. To rely fully upon God. Are we people, whether we have a lot of money in the bank, whether we have no money in the bank, whether we're rich, people consider us rich or poor, are we people that know that we have to rely fully upon God? for even our next breath. Are we truly poor? Are we truly hungry? Meaning, do we hunger, do we yearn for God? 
Do we hunger not just for the bread of this world, but do we have a hunger for the bread of eternal life? Do I have a hunger to go to Mass? You know, blessed are you who are hungry, he says. Again, the world sits there and says, are you nuts, Jesus? You know, a lot of times, this is, this is Jesus talking about this is what it is to be a Christian, to live the Beatitudes. You want to be happy? Hunger. Hunger. You know, some things hunger for holiness, hunger for the bread of life, hunger for love. Be like Jesus when he cries out, I thirst. We too need to thirst for souls to have a hunger for the lost. We need to be blessed and be hungry for the things not of this world. And most of us, the problem is, are hungry for the things of the world. I want a new car. I want more money. I want everything the way I want it. But when it comes to the spiritual world, to everlasting life, we don't have the same hunger and so Jesus says, blessed are they who are hungry, or as in Matthew would say, who hunger and thirst for holiness or for righteousness. Blessed are you who are weeping. You know, and again, you sit there and see people who are weeping, it's a sad, sad thing. Usually when I see people weeping, I usually run the other way. I'm not good with tears. How when someone cries, it drives me crazy. It's just, like, okay, I get all nervous, and what am I going to do? And if it's a guy who cries, like one of my kids at prep, if I yell at them and they cry, I'll give them all a prep, okay, just don't cry, stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, I can't take tears. It's just something I just said on, black. Jesus said, blessed are those who are weeping. And I go, oh, okay. You know, but that reality, do we sit there and weep for our sins? Do we weep for the lost? Do we weep? You know, again, we need to be blessed are those who weep for the right things, not weep for self-pity but weep that God isn't love, that weep that people don't know Jesus, that weep because I am a person who has sinned against the Lord. Blessed are you who weep over those things. You know, Francis of Assisi used to weep so much, whenever he saw two sticks crossed, it would make a cross, he would weep for the love of God for him who would give his life on the cross. Blessed are those who weep. And then he says, blessed are you when people hate you and they exclude you and they insult you and they denounce your name as evil. <laughs> I've always said taking great comfort in this one. You know, it's that great one because I am considered the nut of the diocese. Huh? The bishop considers me a nut. The priest considers me nuts. Some of my parishioners who have left consider me nuts. Kids at prep think of me as a nut. And Anthony thinks of me as a nut. But Anthony's going to be a dead nut in about a half a second. What do you think about that, Anthony? Say you're sorry. Say it. Mean it. Mean it. Mean it. Mean it. Oh, oh sorry. Excuse me. Blessed are the persecuted. <laughs> he started. Anyway. Blessed are the persecuted. Huh? And, but that sometimes when we take a stand for Christ, people will think we're nuts. And so sometimes we've got to be people. If everybody thinks we're the greatest person in the world, there's a problem. We should be causing controversy. When people are sinning, we say, you know that's sinful what you're doing, they're not going to like us. It's just the way it is. When we say things as it is, you know, how come we don't love Jesus more? You know, I was in seminary and I preached, my, my professor and uh, the guy who expelled me, of course you all know by now, is expelled from seminary. And the guy who expelled me was my formation director and he was also my preaching instructor. 
And the very first homily I ever gave, I sat there and I talked about that everybody is called to be a saint. And when I was down at my homily, he looked at me and he said, first of all, I don't want to be a saint. Second of all, who are you to tell people they're called to be saints? Oh. My second homily, which again, I'll never forget, was everybody's called to have a daily prayer life. Everybody should be praying every day. And it's been videoed, and the guy got done, and he says, Larry, you expect people that are making $75,000 a year to have a daily prayer life. I said, yeah. He goes, boy, you don't know where people are at, do you? And so with that, he said I was a Pollyanna. You all know what a Pollyanna is. Can you imagine someone saying I'm a Pollyanna? And he said, I was a Pollyanna. And it says, I didn't like that on my evaluation, so you can never look it up if you ever look at my records. It said they struck Pollyanna. And he says, our main concern, Larry, is uh, excessive optimism. Is, uh, <laughs> is that for every, it says, uh, the exact line was, our main concern with Larry is an apparent self-knowledge would express itself in an excessively optimistic attitude towards life. Excessively optimistic. This is your pastor they're talking about. Can you imagine? You know, and yet that's what they said. And yet God had greater plans. But again, sometimes people will look at us and think of us as little nuts or a little off, and that's okay. That's what God wants. So what we need to do to be doing today is we need to look at this Word of God and take our lives and place it against it. Am I a person who's poor, that I know that everything is dependent upon God? Do I hunger for God? Do I hunger for His Word? Do I hunger for the lost? Do I hunger for His Word, the bread of life? Do I hunger for holiness? Do I weep for my sins? Do I weep for the lost? Do I weep that God is not loved? And then do people look at me and persecute me for being a Jesus freak, a nut, someone who does things just a little bit different than the world? Because remember, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. We shouldn't be too comfortable here. And the world shouldn't accept us as its own. So today, let us take the gospel of Jesus Christ, his way of life with the Beatitudes, and try them on. And where they don't fit, Let's ask Jesus for the grace to change. You got it? You get it? Good. Major you know his love today and forever. Amen.